You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 206 with Emily Lay. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Emily on the show today. I wanted to have her on because she wrote a book called Grace Not Perfection for Young Readers. And this book is perfect for tweens and teen girls. And so if you know someone that has girls in that age range, I would highly recommend sharing this episode with them and also buying the book. This is also a perfect gift idea. So if you're a grandma or you are an aunt and you have a niece or a granddaughter that falls in this age range, I feel like this is the perfect gift you could give them. Um, but this episode today with Emily was so great. So make sure to share this with all your friends that have tween and teen girls, uh, because we talk about a few things that um, girls are struggling with in today's society, um, but then you add COVID on top of it, and it really just makes things challenging from remote learning, homeschooling, and all that kind of stuff, as if things are not hard enough, and then you're just throwing in more obstacles. Um, but some of the things that I really enjoyed Emily talking about is um, letting our girls create a space in their bedroom, you know, a sanctuary that they can go to, you know, after a hard day, or maybe that they've been on the computer in the kitchen all day long. And they just need to get away somewhere that they can go and just have their own time. And then also one thing that I loved that Emily said is letting them have a safe place to land. Um, or you know what? Maybe she said soft place to land. And what she meant by that is um, letting them know that they can come to you for anything or any problems that they're having. And you, you know, you're not going to be mad necessarily, but you may be disappointed, but to let them know hey, I want you to come to me. And I thought that was really good. Um, she gives us some tactical tips on how to make life easier. So I just think it's really great. Um, so I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Hey, you guys, welcome back to my favorite things segment. I was thinking about what could I talk about that could really apply to having daughters and um, what could you do with them? And I was thinking about Beth McCord's Enneagram courses. Um, so if you're familiar with Enneagram, this is right up your alley. If you are not, I would highly recommend taking a free quiz just to see what your numbers are. But you know, there's a lot of times that we feel frustrated when the people we love do certain things. And I feel like when you kind of know their Enneagram number, it makes sense. You're like, this is why you're doing certain things. Okay, I gotcha. You're not just trying to annoy me. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to talk about this because I do love Enneagram. It is one of my favorite things, especially with Beth McCord. I've had her on several times on the show. She is the Enneagram coach. Um, so if you guys are familiar with um, Enneagram and you don't need to take the quiz, the first course that I would say to take is the Discovering You course. Um, this is kind of like getting your feet wet. You're like, you know what, I know a little bit about it, um, but I want to know a little bit more. And that's something that you and your daughter could do together. And I think that would be really fun. Now, if you guys talk about Enneagram all the time in your household, and it's kind of like a second language, then I would dive into the Exploring You course. I think this would be really good um, for you guys and, you know, just kind of dive a little bit more deeper. And I don't I don't know. I was just thinking this could be a fun thing to do. Um, and just to kind of really understand uh, the pros and the cons of each of your numbers and why um, you do certain things. And also to just kind of help to give each other grace, right? So even from your daughter to you, like if she knows like, 
why you do some things, she may not get as annoyed with you, you know? So I think this is a win-win. So you can find all these links in the show notes as always. It's under the uh, My Favorite Things segment. And if you subscribe to the show, then you will always have this in your inbox every Tuesday with every new episode. So you don't have to go looking for it. Um, All you have to do is go to mamasparatshow.com and enter your name and email. And then that way you'll get it every week. It'll be right at your fingertips and you don't have to go searching for it and go, I don't know where this is or what episode was she talking about and then having to go figure that out. So make sure to go do that if you haven't already. Uh, But I hope you guys do it. I think this would be really fun. All right, now let's go to the show. Hey, Emily, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent. So um, I just like asking my guests what their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids. Ooh, okay. This is fun. So our absolute favorite spot um, that we, well, I wouldn't say that we've ever been, but it's our favorite spot to go with kids and just get away is Lake Oconee in Georgia. Mm, okay. Um, and we've been, we've been a couple fun places, but that place just, it's like, there's golf there. My boys love to golf. Um, it's right on the edge of this beautiful lake. Um, it's just, a, it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. And it's like, kind of deserted. So, oh. not deserted, but it's, it just feels yeah, not like busy. We're unplugged because you're yeah. away from any big cities. So yeah, Lake Oconee, we love it. Do you spell it O-C-N-E-E, Oconee? Yeah, O-C-O-N-E-E. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, yep. So do you stay like in an Airbnb or a VRBO or something like that? No, we usually stay at the Ritz-Carlton there. They have a, a resort. Oh, they have that. Okay. Yep. So, it's, so it's not too deserted. No, <laughs> okay. not at all. But it's just like, quieter, you know, oh, there's yeah. no, like, there's no big buildings. There's not a lot nice. to do there other yeah. than like the lake, hang out at the resort, um, going golf. Um, but there are a lot of Airbnbs that I am aware of. Yeah. Um, we have friends that go there and they stay in some beautiful homes there. Okay. Yeah. yeah I have to check it out. Of, yeah, yeah. Especially being sure. so close to Georgia. I know. I always love hearing what people say, especially if it's closer to us versus, you know, if I have uh West coast, guests on, you know, things are a little bit more of a hike, but, um, so it's always exciting to hear what people say. So, um, that is really fun. Okay. So let's get started. How about you share with us your name, where you live and how many kids you have and what their ages are. Absolutely. So my name is Emily Lay and I live in Pensacola, Florida, and I have three kids. I have a nine-year-old boy named Brady and five-year-old twins named Tyler and Caroline. Oh, I know it's, it's, it feels like I remember when you had your twins, like, and yeah. that feels like, Yesterday. I mean, yeah, I'm like, what, how old are they? Like, that's crazy. I know. I feel like it's been like the longest four years, five years of my life. And also like the fastest at the same time. <laughs> now, yeah. did they start school or did they not hit the five-year-old uh, cutoff? They hit the cutoff. So they're okay. um, in kindergarten this year. Okay. So because when we air this, it will be September. So we'll still be in like the COVID of like, did your kids go in? Did they go out? Did the hybrid? All all this stuff, you know? So what are your kids currently doing right now for schooling? So our kids go to a little private school here in Pensacola and we sent them back in person. They did give us the option. um, But for us, it just made sense um, for them to go back full time. We did 
decide to keep the twins in the same class this year. Oh, and we don't cool. usually do that, um, but okay. we decided to keep them together just to kind of reduce exposure and, um, you know, kind of go that route. So, yes. so far, so good. We're, uh, we're prayerfully uh, hoping that it continues this way. <laughs> you know what? That's interesting that you said that because I saw um, in both girls, uh, my girls' classes, you can see in Facebook, they create like these um, classes uh, online so that you can see who's going to be in which class. And yeah. I could see in several classes that twins were in the same classes, which I thought was yeah. kind of odd. Um, yeah. Because I feel like the parents try to get away from that to kind of build independence. Yep. Um, but now that you said that, I'm like, that's probably why to try to keep the germs, you know, kind of condensed yeah. into one area so that you're not in one class and you're in another class and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So that yeah, totally makes that sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, that is cool. Okay. So for the listeners that have never heard of you before, how about you share with us um, how you got to where you are today? Yes. Um, so I'm the founder of a brand called Simplified, and we are the creators of the Simplified Planner and a whole bunch of other fun organizational tools for really busy women. Um, we make those products, and then we also provide a bunch of education and inspiration for women who are just trying to do life well, but are doing a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and so I started that about 12 years ago. Um, it's grown and evolved a lot over the years. We have an online shop, and then we also have licensed collections with a company called At A Glance. Um, and those are available in Target, Walmart, Office Depot, and Staples. So I do that. And then on another side of what I do is um, I'm a writer. And so I've written um, a handful of books all about um, organization and simplifying life and um, perfectionism. I write a lot about that. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's busy. It's busy, but it's it's so much fun. I mean, it's literally my dream job. You know, uh, there's a lot of moms, right, that I have, you know, they have all these dreams and aspirations of these side gigs that they want to start. And they just are yeah. like, it seems so overwhelming. And then look at all these people that have already done it and all that. And um, here yeah. you've been doing it for 12 years. Um, you know, this is not what we're talking about on the show today. But but since we're talking about this, I would love for you to share um, what, like, what would you want to tell someone who's kind of starting out and they're just kind of comparing themselves to maybe someone like you and someone who's been in this for a long time? How yeah. long do you think it took you really before you started making traction? Oh man, that's a really good question. Um, I actually have a book coming out early next year called Growing Boldly. And mm. it's about that very thing that you, you really have to like dare to build a life you love. And it takes so much hustle and so yeah. much work and falling on your face a million times. I mean, I, I share some like really just huge mistakes I've made in the book. Mm. And um, I would say I didn't take a paycheck for two years and I worked full time at a state university um, oh, okay. while I got the business off the ground. Yeah. So the first two years, like bootstrapped the company, put every dime I made back into it. Um, and it, I think it really started to hit its stride. I mean, I would say three or four years, years mm -hmm. in. Yeah. It's a, it took a long, it took yeah. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think people need to know that because I do think it's so easy, especially in the world of um, Instagram influencers and all yeah. this kind of stuff where it seems kind of like everything Instant. seems easy and you're just going to wear a shirt and you get to go to the Nordstrom sale early and be like, this is my life. <laughs> I mean, no yeah, idea no. what's behind all of that. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I got, I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it's always been like so important to me. You know, when I was, when I was getting started and I was learning, there was no Instagram. It was just Twitter right. and Facebook yeah. and like, yep. 
um, I followed people who I felt like they let me into the the good and the bad. Like I could see the transparent mm, journey they yes. were on, either mm-hmm. in business or motherhood or whatever it was. And and I, um, it's it's not all sunshine and rainbows. No. I mean. Even today, like I have mm-hmm. a packed calendar. My office is a disaster. Like I told you when we started yeah. this, um, there are, some days are easier than others, but yep. you know, the, the really fun, it outweighs the, the tough times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think people understand that. Completely. I'll have to have you on the show for your new book. Cause I think that would be really yeah. fun to kind of talk about that, that. Uh, because mm-hmm. I do think people give up too soon because I yes. think they're thinking they should be making a hundred thousand, you know, in the first year, <laughs> you know, and they're like disappointed, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> because I think, I think they're comparing, you know, someone's, you know, later down the road journey to their yeah. beginning of the journey. And there's a lot of things too you have to change. Like oh my gosh, something you yeah. might have started and you're like, I don't know if people want this. And it, that all takes time to have to kind of keep trying to figure all of that out, you know? So Oh yeah. I, I it's so easy to be like, I'm on the wrong track right. and so I should quit rather than like pivot, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to share really quick before we jump into this, um, you know, how I even know you. So I'm going to backtrack. This is how you can see, like, it's really fun to kind of see where things begin and how you kind of know other people. And so, um, my photographer here in Nashville, she knows Amber Housley and oh, she yeah. said, Hey, Amber Housley is going to do this. Um, my neighbor. Okay. She was like, so Amber Housley was her neighbor at this time. Okay. And she, I think they still are, but she's like, her name is Amber Housley. And she just has like this creative thing. Um, inspired retreat at that time. It was only a day and it was in Nashville. She's like, you should come and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, I'll come. And so I came and, um, and, and I went to it. It was great. And um, so she was just talking about a girl named Laura Casey, like over and over again. Right. Right. And so she kept just talking about her and like, who's this girl? I have no idea. Laura Casey. So Amber Housley has now since been on the podcast. And then uh, Laura Casey, um, I went to making things happen in Arizona and you happen to be there. And now I don't know if you were a participant or if you were actually helping out. Do you remember? Yeah, I was helping out at that one. You were helping out. Okay. So it was a really small intimate group. And so because yes. I know it had gotten so huge. And yeah. Um, yeah, so that was back in Arizona. And um, I think that was in 2000, maybe 13. Yeah, if I had, to, I think so. And so, um, so then I've hence had Laura Casey on the show. And here we are, you are now on my show. I'm just like, it's just kind of funny. It. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> how things just come full circle. And then you yeah. know how, you know, it's just, it's just a small world, right? It's and so, world, yeah. And and really, uh, I wanted to point this out because because I said yes to my friend Sarah, who's the, our photographer, family photographer, uh, to that. It then led me to other things, to other things, and to here we are. And so it's just it's just fascinating, so cool. you know what I mean? Like how when you say yes to things, what comes out of that will come out of it. Absolutely, yeah. I, 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 conversation with someone yesterday that it's the tiniest little thing, little decision, and you never know how it can snowball. Exactly. I know. And it's, and it's, and it's fun to play that game. Um, so it's fun that you're part of that. Cause I'll do that with my husband and be like, Oh, cause he'll be like, wait, how did you meet that? I'm like, okay, so let's just go in this order and then right. I'll break it down. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but so, you know, we fast forward to today and talking about your planners, I've seen it even in local boutique stores around here. And I, it, it makes me smile to see your name. Cause I don't know if you had planners out at that time. Did you did you have planners out in like 2000, um, 2000 wait, 2013? Yes, they you were did. new. They new. Very new at that point. Okay. Yep. 
Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So now to see them in Target and all the places, it, it honestly just makes me smile and stuff like that. So Thank it's really you. exciting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like rooting for you. You don't even know it. So, Thank um, you so much. <laughs> we all need, we need more people to root for us versus taking us down. <laughs> Amen. I agree. <laughs> um, so now you have a new book. So how about you share with us um, what the book is called and yeah. why you decided to write it? Yes. So this book is called Grace, Not Perfection for Young Readers, Embracing, um, not embracing, um, Believing You're Enough in a World of Impossible Expectations. And uh, I said embracing because the first book that I ever wrote was called Grace, Not Perfection, and it was written for uh, grown women. Mm, And so we decided to adapt it for younger girls because I just, I believe that our young girls in that tween, Mm -hmm. you know, age group, middle school, you know, late elementary school, they are facing so much. Like I remember being, you know, nine, 10, 11 years old and life was a lot. You know, we had a lot of expectations. I was trying to be a good student, a good athlete, a good friend. And, um, it's, I feel like it's just been quadrupled on our kids these days. And, not knowing that COVID was going to happen, um, yeah. you know, right before the release of this book, it's it's crazy now to look at even more that's been piled on top of them with extra technology or you know loneliness being at home. So this book is really written um, to be a friend to these girls, to encourage them, to inspire them, um, and to remind them that they can be exactly who they are and that that is enough. Yeah, I agree. And I can see this. So I have a nine year old and she's and she's a girl and um, she's on the cusp of all this tween stuff. And I can see Uh that certain things are starting to come down the pipeline. I will have to I do. I have to say, though, that I'm tripping over my words is that if this was flipped between my six and my nine year old, I think I would have already been down this road because my six year old, I think she gets confused that she's not 30. And so um, (laughs) in this way, it's a blessing that my nine year old like is more. I just feel like younger, younger minded. And I think that's good for me because it gives me a little leg up versus my second one who's going to be coming up behind. I probably have to have this conversation when she's seven. And so, um, so it is interesting too, just the personalities and all, and the birth order, I think sometimes makes a difference and stuff like that. Um, and then you, you know, the COVID, all that, the COVID adds so much craziness to everything. So even if you, didn't feel stressed or have any of that. Like I noticed the other day because we're not in school right now. Well, she's not, she's going back in. Um, but currently right now she's doing a remote and she was getting really anxious because the link wasn't working. And you know, you yeah. think normally this is not what a nine-year-old has to deal with. Deal with. Yeah. Zoom links not working. Right. And so, right. um, so you think about like all the anxiety they have in general. And then now we've just mm-hmm. kind of thrown a whole new, like world on them, right? More things to kind of be stressed out about or, and have to navigate. So I think this is like a really great topic. Um, so I wanted to ask you with kids, especially with the kids starting school remotely, um, and, or they're a hundred percent, like schools are just kind of like, yep, we're not going back not for the semester. Um, I would love to ask you your thoughts on helping them to just learn to organize their space and schedule and why this is so important. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you asked that. This is a huge part of the book. I I really believe that we can inspire our kids and, and teach them, you know, routines and things. But at the end of the day, I want some tactical tips that I can give my kids to say, hey, this is a hard season of life, be it 
because of your age or because of COVID or whatever, but like, let's talk about some ways we can really make it easier. So, um, I think one of the things that's really important is to, you know, talk to your children, um, our daughters, especially about, you know, let's make this space of yours, whether they have a shared room or they have their own room, let's make this space reflect who you are. Let's let this space be, um, you know, a sanctuary for you away from, the craziness of school or friends or COVID or whatever it might be. Um, And so there's a couple of things we talk about in the book, like creating a bulletin board and putting up inspirational words that, you know, inspire you and and make you think, Um, spending, you know, time with your Bible every day or journaling or gratitude, you know, whatever that might look like for you. And also just really tactical things like, hey, whether you're going back to school or you're homeschooling or, you know, whatever that looks like, the night before, let's lay out your clothes mm. um, so that you, you know, the next morning you're ready to get up and, you know, have a good day. Like you're ready to get dressed, make your bed um, and get started. And I even do that with my five-year-olds. Um, yeah. Every night, uh, we actually do it for the week. So, you know, on Sundays, we'll do it together and we'll, they each have five little piles on their dresser Aww. and um, it has everything that they need. And I do it with them so that you know, eventually they can do it on their own. And my nine-year-old, I have a nine-year-old boy, um, and he does it on his own now. But those kinds of tactical things, they they just give us a little bit of a leg up. They help us to control what we can when the rest of the world feels a little out of control. Um, and they bring just a little more peace and calm to otherwise, you know, crazy situations. Yeah, I like that. And you know, it's interesting. We were just talking to our girls about possibly changing um, their paint color and stuff like that. And especially for my nine-year-old, just trying to come up with the ideas. And I could see where like, I lean towards a certain color palette. And me too. (laughs) she's like, pulling the other way. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, It is not ridiculous. But like, I'm like, Oh, like I can tell, like I want to decorate it the way I want to decorate it. Right. So when you're saying like them creating their own space, same with my six year old, like she told me she wanted pink walls and I'm like, oh, you mean like light pink? She's like, no, pink. I'm like, okay, (laughs) like Pepto-Bismol pink. Like, so then when she saw it, I think she does want to pick like bubble gum pink. And I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, how about that as as an accent wall? Um, So I, I appreciate you saying that because especially if aesthetic is important to the mom, yeah. right? That's something that you kind of have to let up on, which is kind of challenging because if you kind of want your house kind of cohesive, that really could throw a wrench in it. You know, you're kind of like, and yeah. there's just that room. Okay. Keep that room. Keep that <laughs> We're door shut the door. <laughs> you know, I think it's, and my, my kids are, we're, we have not hit the teenage right. years yet. Yeah. So I, I wonder what it will be like. Yeah, get, me but, too. But I do feel like there's, um, especially with my oldest, like he is, um, he's coming into his own a little bit. Yeah. Um, whereas before I made all his decisions for him and I, sure. his opinions were my opinions for the most part. And now like he has opinions and he's right. becoming his own little person. And mm-hmm. I think there's something beautiful about like, uh, allowing them to, you know, spread their wings a little bit while yeah. we kind of guide them. Um, but another thing that I think is so important, especially as they become who they're meant to be, is um, teaching them about boundaries with people. Mm. And so, you know, it's a little bit different with COVID because a lot yes. of our communication is virtual now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But when it's not, well, and when it's virtual, um, knowing what to look for in a good friend. Mm. Uh, 
and knowing how to have difficult conversations with someone who's hurt your feelings. Um, just some of those social things yes. that, that are so important, but they're so um, new to it at that mm-hmm. age. Uh, that's some of the stuff we cover also and boundaries too. Yeah. You know? That's hard for even grown women, you know what oh I mean? My- to like talk about, yeah. like, hey, you know, I was just talking about this with uh, my husband the other day, kind of like, you know, am I holding the rope tighter than the other person, right? Like, and then sometimes you're like, does that person even know there is a rope? <laughs> like, I don't know. They've let it go, you know? And so it's like, so you know, true. picking friends that really want to, you know, give as much as you're giving and stuff like that and investing in the relationship and stuff like that. So um, totally. I definitely like, think that's great. You know, we there are mean girls even when you're 30. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like me. Um, but there's, you know, our, our girls at any age, like they deal yeah. with that too. So right. identifying what that looks like and how to distance yourself from it. Um, yeah, I, I do. You you can see how this was adapted from the original <laughs> for yeah, girls. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so I wanted to talk to you because so many parents are having homeschool and then possibly having to homeschool and then work on top of that, you know, and giving or it, uh, being a challenge, right, to give um, our attention to complete, uh, completely to the kids. Right. So, you know, they're already feeling kind of like they're torn, the parents and they're feeling like, okay, they're all over the place. You know, they have to be the cook, the sh- you know, and the cleaner and, you know, the teacher now and the PE teacher. And now, now they're yeah. wearing 20 different hats and now it's like, okay. And I still need to figure out how to give my children attention. That's beyond just having to talk about Zoom links not working or whatever. (laughs) Um, So, you know, it can be really overwhelming because you could be thinking, oh my gosh, I need to spend all these hours with them. And then if I don't, I suck and all this stuff. So what what advice do you want to give to moms in regards to giving um, our girls attention um, in a way uh, that it doesn't feel so daunting, but that it still counts? You know, um, our kids, so they just started school back in person, um, but they were home for five months and trying to work. I work from home. My husband Mm -hmm. does not. um, So I was the one that was here and had (laughs) to do the the Zoom links and the things and try to get work done. I think think it's so personal because everybody's situation is different. But what I learned is that, A, it's okay to let your kids know that this is a lot. Um, and for my kids, we started talking about like, here's our kind of situation and we need to put some solutions in place to, you know, how we can get things done. And that this is just, I mean, the word unprecedented, we've all heard it so many times, but it's what it is. Um, my kids had more iPad time in the last five months and they've Mm -hmm. had their entire lives, but for mom to get on a Zoom call for work, I would hand them the iPads and that was their time. And they knew that like it was a solution. Like this is my tool. You're going to have this. I'm going to do my thing. And when I'm done, we'll spend some time together. But um, we started getting creative. So uh, kind of the two birds, one stone situation um, on the weekends with my kids, um, I do spa days with them. And it's like 20 minutes with each kid. Um, individually, I'll throw them in the bathtub, talk to them about like, okay, we're going to clip your nails. Here's how you clip your nails. Let me talk to you about how you wash your hair by yourself. So we're accomplishing bath time. We're yeah. also teaching them independence so that eventually I'm not needed to bathe you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I'm, and, but I'm also spending like one-on-one time. I turn on the this, you know, fun music and I make a cute little, uh, you know, 
drink in a glass for them at the Shirley Temple. And they think they love it because it's one-on-one time with mom. I love it because I'm teaching them to be more independent. Um, And so it's like that. It's just getting creative. Like, how can we get through this? you know, with everyone, you know, in one piece at the end. Um, and I, and I really think it also comes back to just giving yourself a ton of grace because we are being asked to do impossible things, impossible things. And at the end of the day, if you have to drop a ball, drop the ball. I I can't tell you how many times I emailed a teacher over the last five months and said, we're done for the day. We're Um, done. (laughs) I understand this is important, but we're going to have to do this another time because we need to go for a walk or we need to go outside. (laughs) It's just too much. Yeah. And so, I mean, we were lucky. They were were super understanding. I think a lot of people, you know, teachers, because a lot of teachers are parents too. So it's like they understand and they're having their own kids having to go on Zoom and the links aren't working while they're trying to be a teacher (laughs) for another school and another class. So um, I do think a lot of people understand. Um, Okay. So I wanted to move on to a a new question and um, I'm curious, um, what would you say the biggest gift our girls need from us that we may not be giving? And it could be, you may say it's actually the time. So I'm curious what, what your thoughts are. I think the best thing that we can give our, our girls is a soft place to land. Mm-hmm. Um, my, and I say that because my parents did that for me. Um, I, I went to my parents with things growing up that most kids probably may not. Mm-hmm. Um, they just always told me like, you can come to me with any concern or worry or problem or trouble or anything. And we won't be mad. We might be disappointed, mm. but we won't be mad. And we will, we will help you. And they did um, multiple times, even as an adult, you know, with, yeah. with problems. And, and I want, I want to do that for my kids. I want to be that soft place to land for them. And to me, that looks like um, a lot of times being quiet with them and just listening, uh, making yourself available. Um, I especially think about my daughter. I mean, she's five, but mm-hmm. at night, girlfriend wants to talk. Talk, oh, talk, yeah. talk. Yeah. And you know, every mom at bedtime is like, please just go to They're bed. like, bye. <laughs> it's almost me time. <laughs> um, but I, I heard something from Sally Clarkson, another author that I just mm. love. And she told me she's, she's, um, in her sixties and she's got four grown kids, but she told me sometimes you have to act out of obedience and not feeling. And that mm. means that you might not feel like being patient and listening, mm, but out of good. obedience to your role as a mom, like just do it. <laughs> Even if yeah. you don't feel it. Yeah. And I, I almost felt like she gave me permission that like, it's okay. Sometimes you don't want to sit and listen, but out of obedience, like it's a discipline to sit yeah. and, and be there and be present. And I know we all do it, you know? Yeah. So I do like yeah. that. Yeah. And you know, with your parents, like you felt like they gave that to you. Do you feel like, um, did they just kind of say that often enough, um, you know, that so that you always kind of knew, like, did you just find that like the, I don't know, maybe to a point then you knew and they didn't have to say, or because I'm just curious, like how that actually showed yeah. up in your life. It was, it was repetitive. Like it was mm. just constant. It was constantly said to me and it became like that inner voice that I, yeah, I just it. knew. And I, like, I remember getting my first speeding ticket mm. and Okay, first and only speeding ticket. Yeah. But I got <laughs> Let's just clarify. <laughs> I was like 17. I think I was my only. But I was like 17 and I was just dying. Like I remember yeah. being like, I am basically like a felon. Like this is, Aww, I, yeah. was, I was a perfectionist. I was such a good girl. And I got pulled over for going five 
you know, miles an hour over the speed limit. And I went straight home and told my parents, like, I just, it wasn't, uh, I was not afraid to tell them. Mm. I knew they'd be disappointed, but like, I can handle that. Yeah. So I, so I, you know, I, I just always knew my mom actually told me the other day, she saw somewhere on Facebook or something that a, a mother took a little piece of paper and wrote on it, um, to her son, you can come to me for anything. I will not be mad. I might be disappointed, but you can come to me for anything. Some version uh, of that. Yeah. She handed it to him and he was a little kid, handed it to him and said, put this away. And when the time comes that you need to come to me with something, mm. it's back to me and Aww. remind me that this is our deal. And I thought that was just such a cool, like tactical. I think thing. so too. Yeah. 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 It's like they can hold on to it and be like, and here we are. Here. <laughs> I'm cashing you know this in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. do love that. Okay. So Emily, we're at the end of the show, but I did want to ask your advice with um, helping our girls know their worth. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good question. Um, and I, it, I think it has so much to do with what we were just talking about. I think that the words that we speak over our kids and into their hearts become their inner voice. And so if we are just constantly reminding them that you are loved, that I delight in you, that you are worthy just as you are, that you don't have to earn, you know, worthiness at all. If we just continue to speak that into them, I think that really does become their inner voice. Yeah, I think that's I that's one thing that there's a lot of things that I want to teach the girls and and things that like I've had to deal with that yeah. I'm like man I really hope that like they can fast forward and not even have to deal with that as an adult so that they have better quality problems um, mm-hmm. to deal with than like what I was dealing with and then using up all this energy um, to focus on this that really does it really matter in the end? But when, you know, being a woman, you know, in the United States and things are getting better, right? Especially yeah. the body image too. And I'm not just talking about worthiness yeah. with body image, but that's a big one. Okay. Yes. And, and, um, you see that they're like, people are trying to take that shift that, um, not everyone needs to be like five, nine and a hundred mm-hmm. pounds to be considered beautiful. And, you know, I, I grew up in the nineties. So, the very thin model, like Kate Moss, was oh, yeah. it? And mm-hmm. hi, I'm five three and very um, curvy. Like that's that's how I was. Like even right. when I was twelve. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I will never be this. And so then having to try to figure out my worthiness, I'm like, I don't match that. And then and then all the other stuff. I'm just using body image at that point. And so I'm trying to get them like in a better place than I even was, so that they just have more opportunities. Because you know. When you don't feel worthy, I feel like it eats up so much of your brain space. It you does. Yeah. yeah. And it keeps you out of things. Like yes. you, you say no to things yes. because you feel like you won't fit in, you know? Right. And kind of like, um, so my oldest, I can, she does deal with perfectionism and I've had to actually, um, have had to work with her since she was young to be like, it's okay that you messed up. It's still fine. Where some yeah. people may have to push their kids to kind of strive for better. I have to yeah. actually almost deprogram like... Like, okay, we don't just like wad up the paper of your drawing because you think yeah. it's bad. Um, because, you know, I think it's really hard to have that mentality, as you know, um, yeah. because it can just ruin a lot of opportunities because you just never yeah. think you're good enough, you know? It's so true. My oldest is this exact same way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I constantly have to remind him that that you're you're good enough just as you are, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we are at the end of the show. Is there anything else you wanted to add or do you feel like we hit all the points? 
No, this was awesome. Okay, good. I so enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so wonderful talking with you, and, and it's so too. great um, just to be able to reconnect. It, it made me smile when I saw your name come up um, to talk about your book, and so I appreciate yes. you coming on the show today. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.